Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. This week, we're going to talk about some World Series. Rob Manfred said some stuff, and we're going to dip into the mailbag a little bit. Not in that order, but it's going to happen right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by our guy, Brig. What's up, baseball family? And we are here this week with actually a surprisingly active week of baseball. Outside of the World Series, there were some things said, some things going on, and uh, we're going to get into it. You ready to get into it, Brig? Dude, yes. I'm so ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. First things first, Reggie Jackson has decided to chime in on how things are going, um, just in the playoffs in general, about the home runs, bat flips, and quite frankly, Brig, Mr. October wants you to get off his lawn, (laughs) Uh, put simply. Okay, Um, Boomer. He thinks that... Oh, did I just say that? (laughs) Sorry. There it is. There it is. You were all thinking it, okay? We were thinking it. Everybody was, yeah. But so he thinks he thinks that players need to settle down. There needs to be a line drawn with the celebrations. He's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fun to you know go out there and do backflips and hit home runs and stuff. He's like, but you shouldn't be disrespecting the team. It's like nobody's disrespecting anybody. The only people who are being disrespected are the ones who feel like they're being disrespected because they're giving up home runs. They're being, they're sensitive in the moment, which I get right. it. Yes. You know, you see every pitcher, you know, they know as soon as the ball hits the bat that it's going out, right? Yep. They turn yep. around. Yep. Some of them don't even turn around, but they all cuss, kick some dirt, and get the ball. The celebration yep. is not directed at anybody. It's directed to the, the team's dugout. Right, the situation. Yeah, to the moment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this, and I was just like, man, somebody's getting out of touch with baseball. I mean, do you? How much do you agree, disagree with this, Brig? Do you think? Do you think Mr. October is a little out of bounds here? Well, I mean, I think Reggie Jackson's been a little out of balance with a lot of competitive sides of you know his career for a long time. So, <laughs> which is caveat yeah. is part of what made him spectacular. You know, it's so right. He's great for the same reasons. You just all all the greats are that way. So. I don't know if I could disparage him for it, and is but is he out of touch? Is this old school? Uh, yes, and I wonder if maybe mm-hmm. the biggest point of disparity is his perception of his influence. That's that's what to me it's like. So when Griffey speaks, we all bow, right? Still, right? Yeah, but yeah. but I feel like Reggie has been outside the spotlight for just long enough, and. Uh, the, the you know the generation that ide- that idolized him is less active quite honestly i mean they're they're losing faith in the game and it's indicative mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, you know, through the fan base, and now you know some of these older players are are speaking the same same ways that some of that fan base is feeling. I guess is the best way to put it. So, yeah, I don't think he's off base. I think he's speaking for like on behalf of his constituency, if you will, his demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's the mouthpiece for a lot of people's feelings. I just think he is a disproportionate opinion of his influence right now. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it's just old school meets new school. Old school doesn't like new school. Old school tells new school to settle down. Yeah, right. And uh, that's just so reads the history books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, all of them. So, yes. No. Yeah. I mean, I I always say, and I this is not me. That stole this from somebody. I don't remember who. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, and if you're not moving forward with the way the game is played, you're moving backwards away from it. You're getting closer and closer to the dead ball era if you're not keeping up with the way things are going now. Mm. And nice. And you're and you you're you're getting more and more and more out of touch if you're not willing to change your views on the way the game is played now. You right. know that we we live in the social media area era where I think Microsoft did a did a study said that the average person has a has an attention span of like seven seconds. Yeah. And if you're not doing something to catch somebody's attention during that time, baseball will die. Like, people are not going to watch it. And now, I will say this. Sunday night, I was watching at a football game on my phone while I had the baseball game on TV on Sunday night. Whoa. Because my Seahawks are playing, so, so that's how I'm going to do things. But... Clayton Kershaw was throwing a pitch and a half to every snap during one specific drive of the Arizona Cardinals. Really? Yes. The baseball game was moving faster than the football game. That's astonishing. And I I just I wish that was something that was out there more that people could actually see that cuz you know everybody knows that in, in football there is like minuscule action, probably less than what baseball sees. Yeah. You know, like the num- the amount of action to game time. Um but the problem with baseball is the way that it's packaged, right? Yeah, because football, right. you're you've got the replays that last, you know, ten to fifteen seconds or whatever, and then you've got everybody, you know, you're watching the quarterback read the defense. While in baseball, you've got guys adjusting their gloves, the pitchers walking around the mound, everybody's yeah. kicking dirt, spitting, you know, doing whatever. Kiss um, cam. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so that part is not as entertaining as what's packaged in football, and I just wish that there was some way that baseball uh-huh. could package it to bring in the attention of the people that that need it. You know, though. Okay, but, counter counter to that, and maybe uh, maybe I'm just going to make an addition to what you've said. But the thing about a play in football is everyone is everyone on the field is engaged in the play at some level. They're always. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an assignment. Everyone has a, a point of execution. It's not, it it's not easily discernible that way in baseball. It is that way in baseball, but it's right. not yeah, easy you can't to see, it, see it, on TV. it. And you certainly can't see it on TV, right? So unless you really yeah. know the game really well, and I don't even pretend to know it that well about situational assignments and different things like that, but I know that that exists. I know that I still have a lot to learn in that area, and that's really neat. So I can. For me, knowing my ignorance, I can lean in and say, okay, who do I need to invite into my life that can teach me this? Let's go to a game <laughs> together and watch. Because I value that, and I see that there's more going on than I'm aware. 
And that that's mm-hmm. really cool. Baseball has a lot of that going on. In football, it's way more mm-hmm. straightforward. Um, and I right. feel like that the the entry level understanding of football is is exciting. It is explosive and it is dynamic because let's face it, you have eleven people facing off against eleven people doing eleven or 15, you know fifteen different things all at the same time. Whereas mm-hmm. in baseball, it's, it's it's much harder to grasp that. So even so, to your point about instant replay. You get 10, 15, 20 seconds of instant replay on football when you're watching it on television. There's a lot to go through. They, they can pack 15 seconds of replay with a lot of different activity. They highlight, here's what the offensive tackle did. Here's what the cornerbacks are doing. You know, this is how it's orchestrated. And they zoom the camera around with that sky cam thing that's super cool they have. And then they can, mm-hmm. you know, John Madden was drawn on the screen and showing the, the strategic, <laughs> you know, stuff behind it like decades mm-hmm. ago. There's none of that in baseball. So you're right. Yeah. There's there's a production issue. Yeah. Yeah, and and huh. you know to your point, it somebody likes me like I I like to watch what's going on away from the ball just as much as I like to watch the ball when I'm at a game. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd, and <laughs> um, and something that I was taught growing up, especially in my high school my high school team, my coach said, if you're not moving anytime that ball is hit, doesn't matter where it's hit, you're not doing your job. Yep. You know, there's, right. there's somebody, there's always somebody back up. There's always somewhere for you to be. Um, so I, I like, I don't know. I, I watch baseball way different than most people do. And it, I don't know. It can be kind of annoying, but, but no, to your point that I have a different view of the game than, than most than like the average fan does because they're just watching the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, there needs yeah. to be some kind of production where, you can see, you know, if there's like a big play, like we're going to get into um, the the game four ending of the World Series. We're going to get into that oh, in a little man. bit, a little bit yeah, later, because uh, there were a lot of things that I saw going on there that were a mess, you know. So if yeah. they showed more of that, I feel like more people would have a deeper understanding of how things like that worked. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Well, I, I think they would. I don't know. I think I think you're right. But that's, you know. Anyway, <laughs> maybe we should bring that up to Rob Manfred. To, uh, Rob, Rob, to, to figure something Rob out with is, that. Listen, he's so far behind, man. He, <laughs> yes. If yeah. he could find the ball, if he could find the ball, <laughs> you're saying that most fans watch the ball and play, and that's kind of where their attention is drawn, and rightly so. I think that's a great way to watch baseball. But if Rob Manfred could find the ball, that would be a great start. <laughs> That's true. Start with the the elementary part of it, but speaking of Rob Manfred, let's uh, let's get into this a little bit. <laughs> Manfred was talking this week about the playoffs. Okay, now when when we had the sixteen game or sixteen team playoff, eight in the AL, eight in the NL, when we had that that pitch, there were a lot of people that were very upset. There were a lot of people yeah. very upset through the entire season. There have been a lot of people very upset through the course of the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. It turns out of all the things that could be staying, 16-team playoffs is not one of them. Right. We'll not be seeing a 16-team playoff again, which I'm fine with. It makes sense. Um, because the Astros and the Brewers should not have even been in the playoffs this year. Um, but like I right. said, Rob Manfred says that will not be coming back. And the reason they did it, it was basically a special circumstance, specifically four teams who might make a second-half run or even a – a run after the second month of the season because we only got a two month season, right? Yeah, right. We'll so it was designed specifically to give, 
Because like like the Astros started playing well in the playoffs finally. Yeah. So who knows if they long. could if they had gotten some of that momentum for you know into into July, June, July, August. You know they they probably mm-hmm. would have made the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So with the with the win percentage, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I think that explanation makes sense. It would have been really nice if he'd given that explanation back in like July. <laughs> You know, or March or August. So, I don't know. Like it, it, the explanation makes sense. It's fine, but like I said, it, I feel like it would have saved a lot of fans a lot of frustration yeah. um, if that had been if that had like been like this is why we're doing this right now. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Full it's, transparency. It, it's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. And amazing. that's I, that's one of the problems I feel like we get with with Rob Manfred in baseball is there. There isn't much transparency. We don't know what's going on. Well, and I think that's what Trevor Bauer is really at his core very upset about, is that Mm -hmm. baseball isn't communicating very well uh, with its people. Mm -hmm. And I think people on the inside don't even know what's going on. And so uh, that's bleeding out into this culture that he's creating, whether he likes it or not. And it's just just terrible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I still love the game. I just yeah. the culture's changing, and the culture's changing in some very positive ways. But at the same time, the leadership is really drowning that out, and we're not we're not able to celebrate the positive changes because of all the bad. Yes, that is a perfect way to describe it. That there's such bad leadership, and it's so old school too. You know, yeah. there's a lot of a lot about baseball that is old school, and a lot of people a lot of things about it that people like. But that's not one of the things that should be old school. That you've got right. the NFL and the NBA who are pretty transparent. I mean, the NBA does a last two minute report to hold their referees accountable, and it yeah, doesn't exactly. really do much other than to say, "Sorry, you should have won," or you know, "You got lucky and you should have lost this time." You know, it yeah. doesn't really do much other than that. But at the same time, like there is extreme transparency there by holding the officials accountable. There's none of that in Major League Baseball. In fact, for a long time, they weren't even allowed to show replays, like especially mm-hmm. in the stadium of a close play. Yep. Because it might show that the umpire is wrong. And I don't know. Oh, if, boy. <laughs> if baseball could figure it out, then I I think it would it would do things. It would do really well. Do really well. Yeah. Oh, of course it would. Of course it would. Yeah, they really missed the mark here this season it's it's uh i think it solidified some things mm-hmm. in people's minds and i hate to be negative nancy about this on the show because that's not what we're all about but we do i feel like we have a responsibility to speak truth and mm-hmm. you know whether or not this is our overwhelming opinion or if we're just speaking on behalf of some other demographic that because that exists and we try mm-hmm. to do that but at the same time like we we just have to acknowledge what is happening um, and that there's value there for me. So, yeah. Was sorry for Definitely. being a downer. Let's let's move on and talk about <laughs> freaking debt. Rob Manfred. Let's take it one step further down. <laughs> talk about oh debt. man, we are gonna make um, this. This talk. is the bummer. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about this. Um, but Manfred did say the MLB is dealing with historic debt of three point one billion dollars. So yeah, and that was just from playing the season. Um, so I read this article. This is on the score. Uh, it said, 
the league lost three point one billion dollars during the se- during the shortened season. Um, so they had so they did bring in three billion dollars, but they spent six point one. Okay. So, and and this is the other thing too, real quick. The, in 2019, they brought in $10.7 billion. Uh, I feel like somebody's having a hard time balancing the ledger there. <laughs> yeah, um, because yeah. you should have known, we're going to have about a third of a season. Um, maybe we should go down to about a third of the spending so we can compensate for that. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing creative things with advertising. You know, on, on the back of the mound, they have um, they have a little logo of companies. You know, you see Campers World, MasterCard, things like that on the yeah. back of the mound. That's just, like, superimposed on there. But um, And it's it's pretty it's pretty low-key. I mean, honestly, it's mm-hmm. it could be way, way worse. And Yes. It could be better. Like, it could be less overt, but it could be worse. So it's not so and I See, I, I don't really have a problem with it just because, like you said, it, it's pretty low-key. It's not a big deal. It's not a part that I'm really looking at anyway. Right. Um, but, like, I just I just feel like the accountants probably could have done a better job, <laughs> you know, planning for a shortened season. What were you expecting? There were no fans in the stands. Yes, you're yeah. bringing in extra ad revenue because you're selling banners in the seats. Um, and, you know, you're getting a little a little bit more creative with ad placement like we talked about. But at the same time, like, let, let's plan ahead, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, we're going to be losing money in these places. We're making up for it here, but it's obviously not going to be a much as much let's let's cut back on spending a little bit i don't know I, yeah it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> so somebody was you know what, so bad at math <laughs> yeah yeah right you know what that kills feels me though to me like that's about that's that feels to me like that's about what they spent probably last year if they brought in if they brought in 10.7 billion yeah they spent six yeah they probably spent close to six maybe a little bit more last year so yeah. what were they doing in a sixty-game season? Right, spending know. yeah, spending the same amount. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't so, make any sense to me. So here's my the last thing I'll say about this is, in any other job, this will get you fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. this, <laughs> this, <laughs> pretty quick. This <laughs> this might be a really great situation. <laughs> I mean, it's short term, <laughs> kind of challenging, obviously. But long term, mm-hmm. this might be one more notch in the belt of let's get rid of Rob Manfred. So I don't know, just bringing it back up could be pretty and cool. How about this? <laughs> I got I got one more little thing for you on this. All right. So they're in the whole three point one billion. Um, I mean, what better opportunity for expansion? Hey, there you go. I mean, you need you need you need money, and you need it fast. And you um, need expanded right fan bases. Yep. You need more people in the stands. Um, sorry. Uh, you need more people in the stands. Mm. Uh, you need more owners putting into the pot. And mm. Magic Johnson's group bought the Dodgers for $2 billion. And that was in, what, that was in 2012? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So a lot of teams are going to be valued one one and a half billion. That's really I mean, low. If, if you, it probably is. But I'm thinking for an expansion team, if you're if you have an expansion team that's valued at one point one point five billion, you're cutting pretty close there. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great thought. 
Maybe we need expansion. Bring in two teams, and you're just about cutting even. That's pretty so, good, man. Just balancing your books for you, Rob. That's all. On the fly, That's check out here. the big brain on Brad. <laughs> 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 he did it again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're going to celebrate here for a moment, and then we're going to take a break. But uh-huh. um, we need to celebrate the fact that our, the Royal Hour, mm-hmm. NC Dinos, took first place in the regular season this year. Yeah. They yes! sit atop the Mortal Kombat ladder, waiting for yes, any challenger right. who dares to take them on for the championship. <laughs> and I believe they'll take it. I, I do, too. I believe they'll take it. I do I have too. Faith I in think my dinos. This Brad, I gotta ask you. I know it's not over. Well, I'll wait a couple weeks to ask you this question, but you know what's coming. I do know. So figure it out. <laughs> figure out your answer. Prepare it in advance. But it's probably something we shouldn't talk about until it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being being the semi-stitious bunch we are. <laughs> <laughs> semi-stitious that's a that's a perfect way that's a perfect way to describe it well they're on the other side of the world so it's semi but if they were yeah. here it'd be super yeah. you see yeah that's true <laughs> no 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 we're but, really excited about the uh, nc dinos it's very it's it's a good mm-hmm. thing we definitely are but we're gonna take a break but before we do i want to make a quick announcement we have another quick announcement for you more good news we have another new affiliate partner this is sups.com s-u-p-p-z.com um baseball family if if you're into fitness if you're into hey check it out bang energy we've been talking about bang energy for over a year yeah on that's the true. podcast yeah. right so i'm i'm actually going to be starting to order my my bangs by the case on sups.com yep so, me too you can too, or you can up order your supplements, your whey protein, whatever it is that you use for pre-workout, post-workout recovery, anything. Um, just click the link down the do- down in the doobly-doo, or you can go to baseballtogether.com. I built out a page with all of our affiliate partners on there. Uh, more coming soon. We're excited to announce. And right. uh, just follow the link through there. Go to subs.com and order your subs. It'll be my, awesome. Uh, my multivitamin is available on there. I take animal pack by universal and it's it's available there and it's seriously i mean there's a million pills in there and it's kind of a lot to handle (laughs) (laughs) and they're huge they're huge but at the same time i feel so great when i take them i really do it's my favorite multivitamin pack it's for training um you know and i take it every day so it's available on subs.com that's right cool let's take a break when we get back we're gonna dip into the mailbag no matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to dive into the mailbag tonight. We're really excited. We've had uh, like two—is it two questions? I think it's two questions tonight. Uh, One, the first one, really good questions tonight. They are really good questions, and and actually, a couple of them caused me some real 
brain trouble, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Um, the first one I'm gonna read this from Nick Lorenzo, part of our baseball family on Nine Plus S VIP groups on Facebook. He asks, "Does this record?" Now he's speaking about Randy Rosarina's uh, nine homers in a single postseason. That record, but we're gonna expand upon that. Does the record deserve an asterisk? In a year when every postseason game has been played in a warm climate, within the so-called bubbles, instead of the team's home parks, certain factors have been removed. No crowd pressure for visiting teams, not having to deal with cold weather, which deadens the ball, and the same for the same field dimensions for the entire uh, World Series. And if you take all the, <laughs> I love this. If he says, he says, if you take all the <laughs> elemental factors out of it then they might as well be playing Xbox. <laughs> Man, now, Nick. Real quick. <laughs> that's perfect. Let me respond to that last part of the end there real quick. Is that I will say video games are so advanced that they do actually take into effect, like take into account, like, location. Like, yeah, but only as of the last you three the years. Happens. What's that? Only as the last three years is that the case, though. Three to five. I don't know, man. I've been playing games for a long time, and I feel like even like last time I played NCAA football was in like 2010, and I remember going on the road of some of those games and being like, "Yeah, that's that's not physics. That's home field advantage going against me is what that is." Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And you know, some the of show exists. has that down pretty good too. So do they? I haven't played the so, show yet. I've got the other one. What are RBI? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like the show had it down pretty good even in 2009 when I played it last, so. Mm. Okay. It, it's a real thing. It's a real but thing. But still, I mean, he, he brings up a good point because you do have control over all of that in an AI scenario, right? Like in a game, mm-hmm. you can say, uh, for you know, this is the weather I want, this is the climate, this is where I want the game to be mm-hmm. played. And and he's right. So what do you think? What do you think, Brad? Is this is – this, Closer to Xbox? Do do we need asterisks on the end of these well, records? Because there this isn't this is not the only record being set. No, it's not. And I mean, because he because last night in Game Five he set the record for most hits in a postseason. And there's going to be there are more to come because he's got at least one more game. Yeah, and exactly. I don't think he's going to go over because he doesn't. Um, no, th- this <laughs> is my this is my thing is that if you want to put an asterisk on this because there's going to be an asterisk on the season anyway because in 30, 40 years when people are looking back on the record books, be like, whoa, why are they only 20 and 10? Like, what happened there? There's going to be an asterisk describing pandemic season. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. And I think that's sufficient for any asterisk that goes on the season. Um, because this, this is the thing that the players have to do. This is all they can do is they can play the hand they're dealt. Nobody else has nine home runs. Nobody on the Dodgers has nine home runs. Corey Seager has eight, but nobody else on either of these teams have that many home runs. So, right. yes, he set a record playing more games in more controlled environments. Um, but, I mean, the Rays, they would they'd be playing in warm climates anyway the whole time. They, they played the Astros. Yeah. I don't even remember who they played the first two rounds. But, um, oh, they played they played the Yankees, right? Mm, yeah. So, I think so. I don't so there would have been a little bit colder weather it. games there in New York. <laughs> What's that? I said I don't even want to talk about it. 
<laughs> but there would have been a little bit colder weather games there than there was in California, in Southern California. Yeah, so for sure. I'll go with that. But but generally speaking, I feel like the the Rays are playing teams where they would have been playing in warmer climates anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it would have affected it that much. But that being said, too, pitchers are throwing harder in, in warmer weather. They are, and they can. Arm I stays think... arm stays warmer longer. That's right. Ball they flies can last a little longer. bit better out of your hand, even. Yeah, more sorry, break. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, you're mm-hmm. right. I'm, we're saying the same things. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. But but no, I, I don't think there should be any asterisk attached to it. Because um, like I said, everybody's playing in the same, the exact same circumstances. Nobody's done the same thing. And yet you have to play the cards that you're dealt. Because if we're going to asterisk this, then, you know, Babe Ruth hit... I mean, we can go. We can go back to this. He hit 60 home runs in a season that was 150. I've got it Four. right here. 154. 154. 154 game season. Yeah. And then Roger Maris goes and hits 61 in a 162 game season. Right. You know, so he's got eight more games to hit one more home run, and he did it. So you would have to put an asterisk next to that 61 as well, and, and then. They- they do socially the social and see that's the thing is like if you're going to put an asterisk on it socially there's so many more because yes the astros have an asterisk next to their 2017 for cheating i feel like that's more deserving than asterisk than this postseason. oh oh yeah please so i don't know i i get where he's coming from with it but i don't feel like there should be right Okay. What say you? Well, I, for the sake of entertainment value, would like to disagree with you, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I feel the same. I feel like we just picked the same favorite hat. You know, I feel the exact same way. I, it's, it's, it's going to be one of the things that gets buried. I don't think of Roger Maris's 61 home run record with an asterisk, but I know because Mm -hmm. I'm, into history that that's how it was perceived back then certainly and for a certain amount of time after that but the mm-hmm. generational evolution that the wheel spins you know what is it the wheel yeah. wheels as the wheel wheel the wheel wheels or something like that that's like that's exactly what's happening here and it's uh it's getting lost in the in the sands of time so are we going to really look back at 2020 at the season and, and question the records. I think that some of the, some of the fans will, some of the fans won't. Will our mm-hmm. kids? Probably not. Will our grandkids? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing too, is that when the playoffs expanded from simply just the LCS and then the world series, or even from the World Series to the LCS, and then you've got the Division Series and the Wild Card, you know, like, you've added on games there, and the issue has been um, the value of a Division title over oh, the yeah. records in the postseason. Yeah, You know, that's always been the argument there. Not so much, oh, man, that guy's getting to play five more postseason games than they got to play in 1992, you know? Right. So... So I don't I I feel like it's an argument this year because it's new, but I, just a few years down the road it's not going to be an issue, especially since uh, the fourteen game postseason is likely going to be the case. 
It'll be the yeah, new normal. It will be the new normal. So, okay, you bring up a really good question, not part of the mailbag question, but but do you think, Brad, that see you touched on one of my favorite secret topics. Did you do you think <laughs> that the value of a division championship, what what used to be known as winning the pennant, right? Was that mm-hmm. is do you think that that has gone away? I don't think it has, and I don't think it will. Um, because especially with expanded playoffs going forward, there's going to be value with winning your winning your division because you're going to get home field in that first round or a bye. You know, hmm. like there is there is something to be said with just getting in. The Nats just got in last year. That's all they had to do. They just had to get in, and they went on and won, and won it all. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I I think there still is value. Because you're not questioning seeding. Because if they give those division winners a top a top three seed automatically, mm-hmm. then you're good, right? So I, I don't know. I've always felt like there's value in winning a division. Um, as a Mariners fan, I'm just like, just get in. I don't even care if you get swept. Just get in. That's all right. I care about. You know, it could be a wild card. It could be, be a big division title. But I don't know. I, and it feels like where you're at, you know, as a Yankees fan, you don't want to get in as a wild card. You want to get in as a division winner. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, so okay. I, but I feel like there's still value to it. We're speaking about two different things here, and this is where I find it really interesting. You're coming at it from a practical perspective. You're saying get into the playoffs, new breath, new life, magic happens, you never know. And there's mm-hmm. that's exactly right. You're You're not wrong. But what I'm viewing it as all the flags on the flagpole, right? Like the pride, the culture, yeah. the the emphasis on the, the what used to be a pennant race. Like, do you think that that sentiment still still exists? I don't think anybody could argue with get in the playoffs. That's you're absolutely right. But I want to talk more. What do you think? Do you think that there's that that that's the fans or the teams or whatever? Do you think they value the the pennant, the flag? the pride i think that i think they do just because like if you've ever been to a major league game and your team has one or two or three or 50 whatever your team you're is whoever your team is it's cool seeing it you know like at safeco or sorry t-mobile they have them hanging from the retractable roof yeah or like a or something just below i don't remember exactly where it's placed but but they're out in right field above the stands you can see them and it's cool to see because i can remember every single one of them i can look up at those banners and say yeah i remember i remember the 95 season that was crazy i remember the 97 season griffey won the mvp i remember 2000 2001 and that's all of them you know right, <laughs> right. i remember yes. every one of them <laughs> getting to see them is really cool so i i as far as that goes yeah as a fan i definitely want my team to win the division because you want you want to be able to see those there yeah. Interesting. See, I've always thought that so. since somewhere in the 90s, and I don't know what happened, but since the 90s, I think that the pennant thing has really died socially. Well, I mean, it was it was after the strike in 94. They realigned the divisions. Yeah. And they went to, you know, instead of just east and west, they went to east, west, central. And then they had to bring in the wild card. and that And that's where... Well, and, and he, I think that's, that's what where did that it. Sentiment may have died. Yeah, and I think I think that's what did it. Which, let's go ahead and bring it back around before we get into the next question. 
if we go mm-hmm. to two expansion teams, we could realign everything and go back to a to just a straight pennant race, and that would be magical. It would take a few years to recultivate that tradition, but if it's produced right, if it's packaged well, we could get back to that idea, and then there would be some some skin in the game. I, the way I think about it now is that the division championship, the the uh, what do you call it, the league championship, what do you call it, and then every, all of those are wild card games. Everything it's a they're stepping stones. They're not achievements in and of themselves. The players feel that way, but the fans are like, oh, good, finally, let's move on, right? Like you made it past mm-hmm. the next thing. It was a hurdle you cleared, but I don't think, and maybe it's society as a, uh, you know, here we go waxing philosophical, but maybe it's our society that we just don't take the time to sit and celebrate the wins. I know I have a hard time with that, but there, it just doesn't feel as exciting as it should and as it used to. That's all. Okay. I'm done. Well, how about this? I, I think you just came up with another episode um, if and when they do <laughs> announce expansion. Um, what would the playoffs look like? Because you can go four divisions, four division winners. You yep. still got the division series, championship series. Um, and do you expand from there just to water it down a little bit? I don't know. So I think Why? I think we've got into I think we've got ourselves another episode with that because that's a whole <laughs> new can of worms. Well, I want to know what this baseball so. family of ours feels uh, moving forward, and then yeah, that will help us build that topic because. You're right. That that's really cool. But but what do you think, baseball family? Do you think that do you think that Randy or Rosarina's record is going to need an asterisk? Do you think it deserves one in the record books? And do you think that uh, the next question that have you lost your sense of pride in your pennant races or uh, division championships? I don't know. I'm just curious. All right. Me too. Next question. All right. We have so t- I got this one. We have time. This is right? actually texted to me today. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of time. Okay. Right. This is texted to me by a friend of mine, Greg Curtis. Uh, he said, if the Dodgers win, does that change Clayton Kershaw's legacy? As in, he's been pretty bad in the playoffs. Do you think I'm fine? Do you think him finally winning one gets everyone off his back? What do you think, mm. Greg? Um. Yes and no. I think that your I think it's a scale. I think some some fans will always remember how bad he was and and then we'll all say, "Oh man, we're so grateful he pulled it together." I think that mm-hmm. most fans will just leave him alone from now on, honestly, because his curveball's so hot right now. And that's been the problem. So like Hansel. where's your where's your curveball, man? You know? And mm-hmm. well, it's here. So I think what will be most <laughs> interesting is is next season. I think that this question cannot be adequately answered until we see his performance next season. And that's tough because he, what is he? 34, 33. I want to say he's 33, but let me double check. I think so. Yeah. So, so we're going to get into a kind of a sticky situation with his, with his capabilities next season. Anyway, I don't think he's going to retire, but I think that we're going to have a diminished Clayton Kershaw for next season anyway. And maybe we wouldn't, well, maybe not because we have a very different scenario this season and his arm might have some new life next season that he wouldn't have if he'd gone 162 season and then all this all this far into the postseason. So I don't know. We gotta, I don't have the 
trigonometry to figure that out in my brain. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, <laughs> I think next season will be will be the the t- the crucible, the true the true measure, and his his legacy will be solidified after next season, not this one. Okay, what do you think? So first off, he's he's 32. First off, um, okay. But okay, so I want to compare him to another Hall of Fame pitcher because I do think Clayton Kershaw will go to the Hall of Fame. Um, well, yeah, he just broke the record for postseason strikeouts. Yeah, because he's been there a ton of times, just like this other guy, uh, right. Greg Maddox. Heard of him? So who? Greg Maddox was on <laughs> who was that on this amazing <laughs> Atlanta Braves team that <laughs> that <laughs> um that. Okay, so from this, he wasn't on this team the whole time. He joined the the Braves in the '93 season. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, but in '91 they lost the World Series. '92 they lost in the World Series. '93 they lost in the NLCS, and then '94 there was no postseason because of the strike, and then '95 they finally won the World Series. Yeah, and and I've actually been thinking about this Braves team a lot, seeing the Dodgers go in and play the Rays because the thing that the, that the Part of the reason the Braves won that World Series is because, and I felt this for, golly, 25 years now. Um, yeah, I felt like the Braves went into that World Series and they were by far the better team. That the Indians were way overmatched, way in over their head. Ended up going six games, just because sweeping in a World Series is tough. Oh yeah, but no, I like I felt like I was like this is the year the Braves finally get it because the Indians are not going to beat that team. And they didn't. The Braves ended up winning. And then the next year they lost the World Series um, to the Yankees. And then, you know, they lost another World Series before, and it looks like in 1999. But they were contending every single year until 2005. Right. So, And 2001 was the kind of the last hurrah, and then it went downhill, right? Yeah. Yeah, they lost the NLCS to, um, to the Marlins, and then they were NLDS after that. Yeah, um, and then in 2006 they didn't make the playoffs at all. But right, right. that team feels a lot to me, at least at this point, like the Dodgers. Hmm. Shall we compare? Oh, okay. I hadn't thought about it this way. So, so the Dodgers, they went to the World Series in 2017, lost to cheaters. Went to the World Series in 2018, lost to cheaters. 2016, they were eliminated in the NLCS by the eventual champions, the Cubs. Right? Yeah. So, to me, and then even 2016, or sorry, uh, 2015, let's see. They lost to the Mets in the NLDS. Yep. Okay, and then 14, made playoffs, 13. Lost in the NLCS to the Cardinals. It goes on. Like, this is a team that's been making the playoffs for a long time, and they are due to win a World Series. And I feel like the Dodgers are just they're they're over they're the Rays are overmatched. They're in over their heads against this team. And the Dodgers are finally gonna get it this year. This is the year they're gonna get it. And Clayton Kershaw is pitching the postseason of his life. True. Let me finally get to my point. Clayton Kershaw is pitching the postseason of his life. He could go down as one of the greatest regular season pitchers who struggled in the postseason, much like Greg Maddox, but that will only tarnish his legacy a tiny bit. And the fact that he's pitching the way he is right now will help that. It will be in his favor. Be like, well, yeah, but he's part of the reason they won that, that 2020 World Series despite everything. 
Yeah. You know, so I feel like this will actually help him. Um, I feel like it will improve his legacy that people will look back. Oh, well, they lost the Astros in 2017 because they were cheating. They knew what he was throwing. Yeah. You know, that I, th- yeah, I think that'll always that will be, be there. a big thing. That'll always be there. That'll be a big thing going forward. Um, so, so I think it'll help. There will still be a little bit of a caveat because of his postseason history, but that will help erase that a little bit. Yeah. So, that's my long-winded way of saying that. Hmm. <laughs> Very good. But thanks for bringing the history in there. That was a really cool parallel. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Glad you liked it because it was very long-winded, much longer-winded than I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. it was it was really <laughs> you're right on the money. I hadn't thought about it that way. That's cool. Well, cool, man. All right, so let's take, take a quick break? break. Yeah, and then we'll come back. We'll, we'll do some World Series reactions, and then we'll get out of here. Welcome back, baseball family. Let's finish things off here. We're going to have some reaction to the World Series, and it's been a heck of a series. As of right now, it is Monday night, October 26th. The Dodgers are up three games to two. Um, now you're going to be listening to this probably, I mean, at the, obviously at the earliest on Tuesday, the 27th tonight is game six for you. Um, we'll get into predictions. I mean, we, we had our predictions already and I, honestly, the only reason I want the Dodgers to win in game six is because I said the Dodgers would win in six. Legitimately. The only, you reason. did say that that's the only reason. Yeah. You, you did say that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to I'm go still seven upset games at you just for, that. for the sake of more baseball. Yeah, that's why. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the series has been awesome. I do too. Like, yeah. Let's let's get into Game Four real quick here, Brig. And I and by real quick, I mean let let's talk about it because that was <laughs> the craziest ending to just about any sporting event I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Okay, for those of you who don't know, bottom of the ninth inning, Rays are down. What? Let's see. What was the final score of that game? Down one with runners on one. Yeah, runners on first and second. The score was seven to six, and then yeah. So the Dodgers have Kenley Jansen in there to close it out. He's got he got two of his three outs that he needed to get, and then you've got. <clears throat> And then you've got, um, what can I think of his name? Brett Phillips coming in. And he was put in as a pinch runner earlier for G-Man Choi. Yeah, that's right. Which makes sense. Because as flexible and bendy as that guy is, he's not a runner. Um, Listen, G-Man is a lot of things. He is. Though. And and that's what that's one when of the reasons He I came up him. through the Yankees farm system. Did he? Yeah, he came up through the Yankees farm system. Yeah, and a couple of years ago when they did that next man up thing at first base. Uh-huh. When Greg Bird went out, mm. he was one of the guys that came in the rotation, and I was like, "Hey, I like this guy. Yeah, oh, I like he him. He plays a lot. hard. He, he, yeah, he brings a lot of things defensively that most that many many guys do not bring. <laughs> and dare I say, I agree. And dare I say, Max Muncie will not be bringing ever to the Dodgers. So there's that. No, it's just exactly. And I love Max. It's just different though. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. G- G-Man plays with a level of excitement that is just crazy awesome. Like, he's passionate, and it comes through, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, you have Brett Phillips up with runners on first and second. And he 
hit kind of a little blooper into right center field. And Chris Taylor, for some reason, I didn't, I don't, like I said, I've said before a thousand times probably that I watch games on mute. So I don't know exactly why Chris Taylor is playing center field rather than Cody Bellinger. Um, because that's not his natural position. Chris Taylor is typically in left field. Right. And so right. seeing him come up on that ball, it's kind of like, oh, um, because the ball comes <laughs> at you differently in center field off the bat of a left-handed batter than it does in left field. Like very, very different. So yeah, for sure. So he was coming in uh, and, and really what it was, I think what happened is he took his eye off at the last second. It kind of hit up on the heel of the glove and he booted it a little bit to the left. And so that meant that mm-hmm. first run was coming around scoring pretty easily. And that was, I believe that was Joey Wendell who came in and scored yeah, that tied, run. Tied at seven. Mm-hmm. And then with that ball getting booted off his glove, Randy Rosarina, if the mm-hmm. Rays come back and win this series, he will be the World Series MVP, um, comes burning around oh, second, yeah, around sure. third, and then he fell. He fell down. He felt like he <laughs> it's one of those ones where his his head was going faster than his feet, and he just hit the turf. But luckily for yep. him, the throw comes into Austin Barnes, and Barnes does one of those premature like grab and swipe moves. So it hit off the end of his glove yep. and went to the right. No ball there. Rosarina gets up and slides in and barely touches home Payton, slapping it, and they win the game. Like absolutely yeah, bananas. Slaps it. Bananas ending the game. I couldn't believe it. Yep. Brett Phillips, I guess, couldn't believe it either because he was running around and then he hyperventilated and needed an IV after the game. But like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So did you – I don't know if you saw him after the game in the dugout. Like you could see the trainer kind of talking to him, kind of helping him in the dugout. And uh-huh. and my wife was like, he looks like he's going to throw up. I was like, well, wouldn't you at this point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> but I read something. I think it was today or yesterday, I don't remember, and it said that he hyperventilated and had to get an IV to kind of help him settle down after all that, which... Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've got a buddy who lives in Florida who's been a Rays fan as long as I've known him. He's just a Tampa sports fan, and he texts me. He's like, I know you saw that, and we were texting. He's like, yeah, I threw up. I'm like, you threw up? He's like, I threw up and I passed out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh my god, I threw up. <laughs> so I was uh, dying. Yep. It's so funny. Yep. But real, that is funny. My one last thing for me on this break, no, I'll finally let you talk 5 minutes later. Um no, but, <laughs> but the big thing that I saw from this and Kenley Jansen is not closing for the Dodgers anymore and I think this has a big thing to do with it. He was saying I didn't give up a hard hit ball the whole time I was out there and it's like that's not the thing for me. For me, the reason you're not closing Mr. Kenley Jansen is because that ball was hit. The first thing you did was kneel down on the mound and dig your glove into the ground. And then you finally got up a little bit, kind of moseyed back towards the plate and you were not backing up your catcher. That's why you're not closing. Yep. Because that's exactly Dave why. Roberts can't trust him to come through defensively. Forget his pitching. His pitching has been up and down all postseason, and they still have him closing. But he right. can't have he right. can't be dependent on defensively to help out his team because if he had been there, like yeah, that ball would have kicked away a little bit, but he would have been closer to the play and could have helped Austin Barnes. Even if Austin Barnes got the ball, he could have come up to make the tag. They, I don't. I'm not saying they would have gotten him out, yeah. but they there was more of a chance. They would have had more of a chance for sure. You know. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. No, I agree with that. But. The question I have for you, I though, agree. Brig, 
is it took a, ma- a couple of major defensive lapses for the Rays to come back and win game four. Do you think it's going to take more of that for them to win this series? You know, I think there's a compelling argument for that. But they've also held their own up to game four mm-hmm. without massive defensive issues. So, I, you know, I, I don't think so. I think I really think that they're... They're not straight evenly matched. I don't think anybody would say they're evenly matched, right. even though I, that gets bandied around a little bit. It's not true, so knock it off. But it's, <laughs> it makes great clickbait, though. Well, it does. Yeah. Um, but they're not evenly matched, and 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 I think though, yeah, I that's a it's a great question. I don't know what it would take for the Dodgers to lose other than some sort of X factor scenario. But that's I'll take an error or two mm-hmm. as the X factor. That doesn't bother me. Well, if it, <laughs> cause I want the Rays to win. I've, I'm pulling for that. Like that I will take them. Cause that was, that was exciting. That was exciting to watch. I mean, it a was exciting. Was dead to rights. Then they, then Barnes bought, you know, he boots that ball at home plate. He and muffed it, like, it. Man. Yeah. Wow. What a play. No, it's, it's the best, man, and and no, <laughs> so funny. How can you do anything but laugh? It's just, I know, it's so good. That's exactly it's just what I like did. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't go ahead. Sorry. I think though, I I do think that it it will not come down to a comedy of errors like it did in Game Four. I don't think that is going to be the case. For the that the Rays can do it without that, mm-hmm. it but it will take seven games, like I said. Well, yeah, mathematically at this point it would, yeah. And I hey, listen, I said it before it was mathematical, okay? <laughs> <laughs> listen, let me have this. No, <laughs> but um, no, I I think that they have what it takes. I would like to get into that just a little bit more, kind of logistics of going game six and game seven in just a minute. But I want to talk game five first. Uh, you know, we talked okay. about Clayton Kershaw, yeah. how well he did. I mean, he he came in, he he was lights out in game five. He did an amazing job. You know, he was. Oh, yeah. He was. He just, he's so hot right now, that Clayton Kershaw. But it came out because <laughs> did you see, <laughs> We saw the, we saw the exchange up on the mound. You know, it looked like a pretty heated conversation with Dave Roberts and the entire infield and Kershaw when he was coming out of the game, right? Yeah. He obviously didn't yes. want to come out. He had two outs in the inning, and then Max Muncy later said that they all wanted him to stay in longer, that they didn't want him to take him out. Yeah. Brig, I want to ask you, do you think Dave Roberts was right taking Clayton Kershaw out in that situation? Yes. Tell me why. Because, well, history, or hindsight's twenty twenty. They won the game, so obviously he made some good decisions, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I think that it is in Clayton Kershaw's disposition to know when he's on and that he's hot, and there's never – you can't find a pitcher that's as good as Clayton Kershaw is historically – who doesn't want the ball in a big time scenario. Mm-hmm. You can also not find a big time great pitcher like Clayton Kershaw in all of his baseball history who is isn't going to argue his dismissal. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to it's not the case. 
So I, the way I read that situation was less about what was right and what was wrong. Mm-hmm. I trust Dave Roberts to make the right decision. That's why he's there. I don't know the whole scenario. I have no idea what all the different factors are at play. What I do know is that Dave Roberts is one heck of a manager. And I think he does a really, really terrific job. I don't know how much of the front office is involved like it is with other clubs. But I get the impression that at least with Dave, there's a certain amount of latitude there on the field. That's really cool. The other thing that I will say is that the team and their reaction, because you brought up the fact that they seem to be a little upset about Kershaw leaving as well. And of course they are, mm-hmm. right? They know he's hot. They know he's on as well. But they're also caught up in the moment a little bit, and it's their job to support the guy. So mm-hmm. and, and he's been waiting for this his entire career, yeah. literally laboring over this. Of course they're going to be upset for on, on his behalf for him. Mm-hmm. So I look, I that's why I'm saying I don't get I didn't get wrapped up in the reactions. I I got wrapped up in trusting Dave Roberts, knowing Clayton Kershaw had done a great job until then and it's and I say it's fine. I don't I don't question it at all. And I feel I feel the same way. Uh, because like you said history has shown that if you leave a pitcher in for one too many batters yeah, disaster can strike. I mean, let's go back to the t- and it's only one. Let's go. It only takes one. Mm-hmm. It does. It does only take one. Let's go back to the 2003 ALCS real quick. Red Sox Yankees. Typically, mm-hmm. I'm touching your dark spot mm-hmm. here, Brig, but I'm going to touch a happy spot here. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to go to a happy place here for you. Um, Thank you. With, <laughs> <laughs> with the 2003 Thank ALCS. You for not- What's that? Bringing up 95 again. Thank you for not bringing up 95 again. <laughs> I did, but not directly. But anyways, I mean, so I specifically <laughs> remember this at bat. I knew exactly where I was headed when I was looking this up just now. I just wanted to make sure I remembered all the facts correctly. So Pedro Martinez yeah. had Hideki Matsui up, and Matsui hit a ground rule double. Bernie Williams went to third base. Uh, who was managing the Red Sox at the time? Uh, why can't I remember off the top of my head? Because it was pre, um, Francona. Tino. It, it was it was, it was before yeah, him. It wasn't Tito. But anyways, I don't know. Anyways, manager comes out to take out Pedro Martinez. Who was before Tito? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's a reason we don't remember him. Yeah. But. That's right. Yes. But anyways. So he comes out to take out Pedro, and, and and he can see the conversation. He says to him, one more batter. And so Grady Little, that's who it was, Grady Little. Okay. So Grady Little comes like, out, and, he, up, and he tells, Pedro tells him, one more batter. He says, okay, one more. Well, wouldn't you know it? Jorge Posada doubles to center field. Bernie Williams, Matt Suey score. We've got ourselves Bingo. a tie ball game. Yeah. Okay. The curse. The curse was at play. Well, it's the curse. It's also just leaving your pitcher in for one too many batters. I feel like managers right. have that gut instinct that says, okay, it's time for him to come out. Let me go get him. Don't let your pitchers right. no, talk I totally you out agree. of that. That yeah. you know when he's done. You can see he he's a competitor. Like you said, he is a world-class competitor. He doesn't know when it's time for him to be done typically especially if he's right. dealing. It's his job to be resilient. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's his job to want to be out there, regardless of the of the circumstances, regardless of his failures and his successes. He should want to come out there, overcome the failures, continue with the successes. He should want yeah. to be out there, and that's what you want. If you have a guy who says, yeah, coach, I got to skip, take me out. 
I, I mean, I got two guys on. We got a two-run lead. I don't feel like I can get out of this jam. Like, yeah, no, go hit the showers and don't come back because we don't want you. Like, you should want a guy yeah, who stays exactly. in, but you've got to have the intestinal fortitude to take him out, and that's what I saw from Dave Roberts. I thought it was awesome. That was really good. Yep, I agree. I hundred percent. So, yep, I do. I do too. Cool. I I thought you so, might agree with me based on history, but I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes yes i do <laughs> thank you for going to a happy place with me that was that was kind of you <laughs> i figure i go to the dark place enough that i should i should appease you with the happy place you but... at least allude to it almost every episode that's <laughs> <laughs> true so I funny. Do. but so okay you did it earlier tonight by the way i know i did yeah <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have all right, all right. Okay. We have game six. Like I said, Tuesday night tonight for some of you, or maybe it was last night yeah. or last week for whoever. I don't know. But we've got Blake Snell going up yeah. against Tony Gonzalez. Um, quite honestly, I think we're gonna see a game seven. I do. Yeah, I th- I'm, and I'm glad it's Blake Snell because Glasnow is getting ripped up a little Ooh, bit, man. and I, it's, it's kind of shocking, but I need it to be Blake Snell. Yeah, I think Glass now they left in just a little bit too long. And yep, and perfect example. Yeah, that somebody if if he's having that much trouble locating, you've got to get him out of there because once he does start locating, they're going to hit him. But yeah, Glass now should have come yeah. out sooner. But Blake Snell was amazing in Game Two. Did a great job. Yeah, um, he's coming out, and I th- I think the the Rays are going to take that one. So then, Brig. Game seven, though, mm. Mm. the Dodgers, I'm assuming it's going to be Walker Bueller. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's a short stint, it w- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I just don't see any way the Rays get to him because he's untouchable right now. Absolutely untouchable. It's true. So, I th- honestly, given those those matchups like yeah the Rays might take game six but I don't see the I don't see the Dodgers losing game seven I think the Dodgers are going to take this regardless of how long it goes you still going with well, Rays we seven? all know you felt that way from the beginning Brad it's true I have but I still have the Rays in seven I still have the Rays in seven all and right. you know what I think was their biggest foible in game five this is the reason Maybe the reason they lost game five is they wore that stupid hat. <laughs> the old the old Devil Ray hat. I like the gold piping around the Ray. That was cool. That's kind of new. But I, I'm telling you what, the rest of it is so bad. That tie-dye thing, no. Back off. It's a lot going on. And did you see the socks too? Like the the green and yellow socks? And Yes. Yes, it's like stop it, just yeah. stop it. It's a bit much, especially for the postseason. Um, that's not something you typically see in the postseason, but I, don't know, I guess it's the race, so whatever. No. But yeah, so I get a little superstitious about the uniform selection and how that plays into team morale and mm-hmm. team performance. And I'm telling you, they got to get rid of that stupid hat. It's true. The baby blue is cool, but the rest of it is bad. You know what, man? Like I totally agree with you on that. When when I played my 16-year-old season, like my summer ball season, um, we had like six uniform combinations with like three jersey tops and two pairs of pants 
or you know i don't know how the math adds up yeah. on that but we mixed up like we found a <laughs> yeah. groove with navy blue t-shirt tops red and gray pinstripes and navy blue candy stripe stirrups and we wore those like we smelled so bad we wore them for like three days in a row worth of double headers and we smelled so <laughs> bad by the end but we won six games in a row so we we're like i don't care we're winning like don't have time to wash them so we're yeah. not gonna you know but of course if it works it works and i think i think you're right with well that. and that's the superstitious part but there's something else there's something more practical it's 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 gotta be it's gotta have this is gonna sound so stupid but it's gotta have something to do with dress for the job you want not the job you have or like even if you're working from home get up and shower and get dressed to sit down at your desk like you would uh-huh. be if you were going into an office like yeah. It's something cosmic. It's something in the ether that happens when you feel like you look like an idiot. It could be. It could be. But there are teams something. that go out there and Something's they look going on. and they win. So I don't no. know. But or maybe they think look they th- that never they, happens. They, they think they look good. I don't know. Some teams go out there looking great and lose. That happens, but the inverse does not apply. <laughs> No, I refuse. I refuse to let you have that. <laughs> so not even if you look ridiculous and, and you win, just because you still I look said no, I, th- I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying with that. Yeah, that there you go. Sense. Thanks. Because you can't yeah, look bad. That's when why you lose. I have that position. So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You can't lose if you look bad. Yeah. Or you can't lose if you look good. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Before oh, it gets man. too ridiculous, just, just went out of you want to send us out with the <laughs> shot break? <laughs> Listen, baseball family, we're really glad that you put up with us again, and we're really glad that you're telling your friends about us. Don't forget to tell your friends about 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. That's where we get all the swag that we wear on the show if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not watching on YouTube and you're just listening on your commute or when you're ignoring your responsibilities which is another great way to consume the podcast then do so imagining how wonderful the baseball apparel is at nine plus us.com and if you're just sick and tired of imagining what it might be like jump on the shop and figure it out for yourself we got great stuff dropping new stuff uh regularly it's getting cold in parts of the world i know my friends and family in utah are experiencing snow already yuck it's a terrible thing and uh we need to give them some some cold weather gear so it's coming but nine plus us.com that's where you grab it absolutely for sure hop on i got on tonight i've got my autism awareness together shirt in royal blue with my pirate baseball hat mm-hmm. my black mm-hmm. one it's a it's a regular combination that i wear on the show for any of you who it is regular aware. yeah i got my 42 t-shirt on and i've got uh my baseball things snapback in the cream and black it's very nice very nice very nice but also head on over <sighs> yeah. to baseballtogether.com you can watch podcasts listen to the podcast um you can also submit to our mailbag there's a link in the top of the navigation there where you can go submit to mailbag send us your questions comments concerns side remarks any for anything with the podcast we had a couple tonight and it was actually a whole lot of fun i love those brig and i were talking between segments how much we love getting stuff in the mailbag so go ahead and send that there uh you can also submit to the mailbag there is a link down in the doobly-doo always and forever there's also a link at the top of the nine plus us vip facebook group so you can join the facebook group absolutely free gratis as i like to say 
Find that there. Yeah. Also, join the conversation. Lots of conversation there. Tons of fun. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, leave us a review on any of your podcast apps that allow it. Give us a rating. And also subscribe on YouTube. We have a lot of fun uh, putting content up on YouTube. And we have a we have some big plans for YouTube this offseason. Right, Brig? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. So make sure you subscribe there so you don't miss any of it. And baseball family, let's enjoy the end of this World Series. And we will catch you next week. Thank you.